Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Nice District 8th floor at Rogers Place, Edmonton in the Winnipeg Jets tonight. It's part of the Oilers playoff march there are still some stragglers available for tonight's game and all other playoff or well playoff they're playoff games at this stage of the year games that have playoff implications uh, undoubtedly uh, visit edmontonoiters.com for more information it's the best pizza in the city still you can create royal pizza multiple locations in edmonton to serve you royal pizza has been edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 13 edmonton area locations go online to royalpizza.ca or download the royal pizza app from the app store the stoffer recommendation at royal pizza is the mediterranean chicken all right so i i have a subscription to the athletic and i you know in every different market kind of want to get a bit of a feel especially for Oilers' upcoming games and i stumbled across a guy who wrote a great piece on the jets uh, re-upping their coaching and management team during a very difficult stretch in the season uh and he combined sort of the analytics with a real understanding fundamentally of the importance of culture. His name is uh, Marat Atesh, and he joins us right now. Uh, Marat, have I got the name right there? Did I nail that one? Because I often butcher them here on the show. <laughs> yeah, Marat Atesh, we're good. I'm we're proud good. to be here. All right, well, thank you for uh, joining us here on Oilers Now. Um, it, this is a big game for the Jets. I know Sports Club Stats has them at about 47.5% chance to make the playoffs right now. I didn't check to see this morning uh, what Dom has them from the Athletic at, but probably, you know, roughly in the same range. Uh, the Jets have had, some, you know, real challenges on the back end all year long, given what transpired with Dustin Bufflin and obviously uh, trading away Jacob Truba and, and, and letting Tyler Myers go to free agency. How has this hockey club, in your opinion, been able to stay in the playoff mix? Well, I'll start by using their phrase, which is staying in the fight. Um, they knew that they'd be up against it for a, a lot, a large portion of the season. You could hear it from Blake Wheeler. You could hear it from Paul Maurice, who told us early on in the season that the, that the Winnipeg Jets were never going to be uh, an analytics darling this season. They have spent lots of time in their own end, but they've just clawed tooth and nail. And the number one story, I would say, Connor Hellebuck's ability to stop a high volume of shots, whatever quality he's faced, uh, I'm going to put it out there that he should be on uh, a lot of people's Vezina ballots this summer. 922 save percentage kind of speaks for itself. 
there are people out there. It might have been Dom uh, who writes for, the, and I can't, is it Lecision that writes for the Athletic? Uh, and he mentioned that he thought Connor Hellebuck should merit consideration for the MVP this year, which I think what some people would find surprising. But he's he's clearly been a major part of this. Well, at Edmonton, where there are two strong candidates already, I'm sure Connor Hellebuck in that conversation would be a, a bit of a surprise. Uh, I think Dom, uh, and I, I'm not going to guess at his last name either, Bob, because it's a mystery to all of us. Okay. Um, but the the argument for Hellebuck, heart-wise, is, is purely analytical. If you look at shot quality, where Winnipeg gives up its shots from, and how many shots Winnipeg has given up, um, Connor Hellebuck has saved more goals above expected goals than any other goaltender in the NHL this season. If you go from that angle, you can make the argument. Um, and, and certainly the fact that he's in that conversation speaks to his importance to the Jets uh, all season long. It's interesting because Travis Yost had a, per, a piece a couple days ago on TSN talking about the Oilers special teams. I know Jack Michaels, my broadcast partner, mentioned this in the game the other night. Uh, the fact that the Oilers right now have the highest combined power play in PK percentage uh, since the 1978 New York Islanders. They're at 114%. Wow. 114% right now. Uh, Tampa Bay was at 113 last year, which was a total statistical anomaly. The Oilers have been, you know, killed five-on-five scoring-wise. Um, how bad has Winnipeg been? I mean, have, have they been caved in in terms of all uh, the possession metrics this year, Marat? They really largely have. They've been bottom 10, and if you go by expected goals, even uh, amongst the, the very worst few on on the season, they get outshot consistently. Things are rounding up a little bit. They're not pushing teams around at 5-on-5 five five by any stretch, but since the trade deadline when they were able to acquire Dylan DeMello, who finally gives Josh Morrissey a, a a bona fide top four defenseman to partner with. Um, you're going to see them play a lot behind Mark Scheifele's line tonight. Um, and then Dmitry Kulikov and Neil Pionk have been the other sort of matchup heavy uh, defensive pair. I wonder if they're going to see a lot of Leon Dreisaitl. Um And I was asking Paul Maurice about that today uh, after the Jets skate, um, the five on fives versus the special team sort of angle. I think Paul Maurice felt really good about Winnipeg's five on five game against Edmonton the last time these two teams played, but really felt carved apart by that three-headed monster on the power play uh, that is Connor uh, McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. There are just too many looks, and I think that's an area Winnipeg will look to improve tonight. Well, it's interesting, right? I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl are unequivocally first-line players, uh, you know, at even strength. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins in his career, if you look at his points per 60, has probably produced roughly on a second-line level. But on the power play, I would assert to you that in terms of actually following the true script of the power play, and part of the order's power play, uh, Murat, is the fact that they've got uh, fluidity and they've got the ability to mesh and they don't have... Like, you watch Washington's power play and it's set up to get the puck over to Ovechkin. You watch the Jets, and the last time the Oilers played them, there was no Patrick Liney, and Wheeler, or, uh, you had Shifley not in that middle bumper role, but he was, you know, set up to, to let that shot go. Mike Smith robbed him a couple times. The Oilers have a lot more fluidity with what they do, and it's a very different look than Winnipeg's power play. Perhaps you can uh, illustrate just what Liney specifically means to that power play and how that drives sort of where their shots take place from. Yeah, Bob, that's a great observation about the Jets. The the stationary one three one in my mind where you've got 
Um, Blake Wheeler on the half wall, feeding the puck across to three right-handed shooters, which means um, because of the side of the ice Wheeler is on, Mark Shifley as a righty in the slot, that's a one-timer. Patrick Laine across the ice as a right-handed shot, that's a one-timer. And then Neil Pionk at the top. The idea with this, and it worked the best for Winnipeg when it was Dustin Bufflin on that blue line, is when you have shooting talent in all three of those spots, defense, defi- PK defenses have to respect every single one of them. It spreads teams out a little bit more, and it opens up seams for Blake Wheeler to exploit because he's so good at reading and reacting in front of him. Without Patrick Laine, as the last time, as you suggest, you don't really have to spend a lot of time covering Jack Roslovic or whoever's going to be on that other side because because that shot isn't good enough to be as afraid of. With Line on that side, he draws heat from defenses. It opens up the slot a little bit more for Mark Shifley in the middle and presumably Neil Pionk at the back as well. So I would argue Pionk's shooting talent is more of a looking for redirections type thing. There was a time where Winnipeg had three excellent shooters at all of those spots and it was kind of a pick your poison. Now Line has got to do a little bit more and Shifley's got to do a little bit more as well. We're joined by the Athletics, Marat Atesh, Bob Stoffer joining you right now on Oilers Now. So let me ask you this, Pionk, did you, he's 25 of his 44 points are on the power play. Did you see this coming uh, when the trade was made in the offseason for Truba? A hundred percent, I did not. Uh, and I got to, I have to cop to that. Um, you know, looking at sort of his usage as a first pairing defenseman in New York for most of the season, but then as the year went on, less and less minutes, uh, he talked to me a little bit about confidence towards the second half of the season and injuries as well. You know, there were a lot of the five on five metrics that suggested here was a guy that other teams could get through the neutral zone against and attack the blue line and get into the zone with possession against Neil Pionk. A lot of the numbers suggested that, uh, possession numbers, his zone entry defense, all of that sort of stuff. Then in September, uh, just before September, I got a chance to talk to Paul Maurice, and he was saying, well, you got to watch those shifts. you got to um, look at all of the different things that Neil Pionk has to read to make the decision of fighting for his own blue line. And New York's defense last season was not what Winnipeg's is now in terms of its dedication to neutral zone defense. What you find when you watch Winnipeg now, Neil Pionk is a smart, heads-up player. He's not very big, but he's quite mobile, and he's actually one of Winnipeg's best players at protecting the blue line. He, his ability to be a top four defense uh, for Winnipeg this season, I would say, is one of those many different little pieces that are stitching this team together and giving it uh, a genuine shot down the stretch. Now, they had what, what was January? I'm trying to recall. They had one month where they were not very good. Yeah, um, it sort of corresponds with when Connor Hellebuck looked human for a little bit, and all of a sudden the chances ended up in Winnipeg's net, kind of part of December, part of January. Okay, on that note, uh, what was the appetite amongst your readers and the fan base in Winnipeg for potential change, either in the manager or the coach? Uh, Because I know you wrote a piece saying, you know, when you really evaluate it, it's, it's, it's tough to criticize the decision by the organization by uh, specifically Mark Chipman to uh, uh, stay, uh, you know, stay down and I, you know, continue down the path of continuity uh, based upon what's happening here. But I'd like to get your perspective on how you sort of saw that. 
Yeah, and you know what, Bob? A lot of this really depends on what lens you look through when you when you're thinking about hockey. And from from a five on five metrics perspective, Paul Maurice's Winnipeg Jets this year have not been good by expected goals and the and the shot metrics and quality and things like that. Um, and you can argue that Connor Hellebuck is a, is a, the single biggest portion of Winnipeg's success. At the same time, if you want to zoom out a little bit, and I know that the Winnipeg Jets zoom out quite a lot. They're long term thinkers, 100 percent they are um, and you consider the amount of roster turnover the turmoil in and around the Dustin Burf- Bufflin situation even in the offseason Patrick Laine's comments about what line mates he was playing on the Brian Little freak injury there were so many different things going on around this team that you know, this wasn't a knee-jerk response to, to wins in Winnipeg's part. It was kind of looking at the long term. They believe in Paul Maurice as a communicator, as a teacher, and five-on-five metrics aside, they believe he's the right fit for the disposition of their team and, uh, and the room and the community. And I think that from a simple human perspective, they like the guy that they have a lot, um, and they believe in him such that when the chaos is gone, the roster is stable, the Jets can be a very good team again, and that's the bet they've made. Great stuff, uh, Marat. Let's do this again, okay? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, Bob. You bet. That's Marat Tesh, Bob Stoffer, uh, joining you. Marat writes for The Athletic out of Winnipeg, and I highly recommend uh, you purchase a subscription of it. They've got some fine writers in Edmonton that do some terrific work. Uh, Jonathan Willis, Daniel Nugent Bowman, uh, Low Tide Alan Mitchell, uh, and some excellent stuff from across the league as well. 145, back in one minute's time, we'll hear from John Shannon, our NHL insider. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, 147, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Join 630 Chad's Jalen I tour of Iceland and Ireland this summer. It includes dinner, sightseeing, spectacular events. For more info, reach out to newwesttravel.com. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, here's Brandon Escott. On this day in 2003, Edmonton Oilers trading winger Anson Carter and defenseman Alice Pisa to the New York Rangers for winger Radek Dvorak and defenseman Corey Cross. I did Corey Cross's games at the University of Alberta with John Sexsmith back in 1991. Uh, Dvorak scored one great goal for the Oilers during the 03 playoff run. Cross would be moved to Detroit uh, in 05-06. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company. For 40 years, book now, save 400 bucks on a trip to Iceland and Ireland with Jalen Nye. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. John Shannon from uh, our NHL Insider joins us right now. John, how are you? Very well, Bob. You? Good. Uh, I got a, a text from somebody today that said, Bob, is this show called Coronavirus Now or Oilers Now? because we're having to talk about it in our first couple segments. But it's the reality of the situation that's happening in professional sport right now, isn't it? Well, it's beyond professional sports, Bob. It's, it's uh, you know, in certain scenarios, it's any gathering uh, in the public of more than 1,000 people. Yeah. Concerts, sports, entertainment. Uh, I mean, the latest James Bond movie has delayed its opening until November. It was supposed to be out later in April. I mean, this this is... People are just being cautious in trying to make sure that we can weather the storm of the virus. Yeah. Uh, so today, Golden State announces they're going to play uh, games without fans. Uh, they make about three. I'm told 3.8 million U.S. 
San Jose, the Santa Clara County has already defined that, uh, and the Sharks are going out of town here for a bunch of games. So yep. with your league sources, and you have a lot of them, what are you, what are you hearing in that regard, or where are we at right now? Well, there hasn't been a decision yet. Uh, but uh, the next time an NHL game is impacted in San Jose is, no, is March the 19th. March 19th and 21st, Montreal and Boston are there. Uh, I, I fully expect in the next 48 hours that we will hear something from the league uh, about some levels of rules and regulations, whether it's to play in front of empty arenas, whether it's to go find neutral sites where the games can be played, or even perhaps play the games in Montreal and in Boston, where uh, there doesn't appear to be the same rules and regulations that exist in uh, in Santa Clara County. Uh, but th- that said, uh, there you know there are hot spots. I mean, I'm not a you know during the lockout, Bob. I felt I was an actuary and an accountant talking about escrow every day. Uh, I am far from being a medical expert, right. but there appear to be hot spots uh, with this virus. Uh, and Seattle, uh, San Francisco, San Jose is another hot spot right. uh, where there are concerns. Uh, and uh, and so you have to be respectful of that. And so whether whether in Boston or in Montreal those games could be played to me that would be the most logical thing but uh, that's uh, from a league source that that's one that's being considered um you know some other leagues and and obviously the situation in europe is a lot uh, columbus is an ongoing scenario as well john as we know uh yep. clearly you know in europe they've shut some league seasons down here uh Australia, the austrian league for sure i know they've Went three games into their playoffs and just shut it all down. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Dom's coaching over in Village. I'm actually going to talk to him here at three o'clock. Uh, the Czech League has just suspended their playoffs until April. I mean, this is this is a real world issue that's affecting North America as well. At this stage, is it is it trite to say anything could happen because we don't know what's going to happen right now? Well, uh, I, I think that this is a, first of all, I, I think this is an important time not to panic. Yep. I think this is an important time to be res- respectful of, of, of government and health organizations, respectful of how the leagues are interacting with those people, and, and, being, and being certainly most respectful of how the teams uh, are trying to protect not just their players, but their fans. Uh, and, and again, um, Believe it or not, this too will pass. Right. But we have to be patient. We have to be respectful of the process. Uh, the World Figure Skating Championships in Montreal have now been canceled. Swedish government just announcing they'll ban public gatherings of more than 500 people indefinitely. Uh, Swedish Hockey League qualification games will be played tonight as planned. Uh, but upcoming games would either be played without spec- uh, spectators or the playoffs can be uh, canceled entirely. So we'll have to monitor it. Let's switch to the, this is a huge game tonight, John, at Rogers Place. And again, there's still a few tickets available at EdmontonOilers.com. The Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. And oh, by the way, Connor McDavid is back in the lineup. Well, I mean, I think that obviously that's a blessing for the Oilers. Uh, he, he did have a bit of the flu. Uh, yeah, and again, not to talk too much about sickness, but you have to hope the flu isn't right through the rest of the club because that's always seems to be the case, not just for the Oilers, but with every team. Once one guy gets it, there's six guys that get it. Uh, you, 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 I think you saw a little bit on Monday night against Vegas that Leon was dragging his, his, uh, his butt the second half of the game. He just was tired. 
uh, and, I, and, and carrying the load, and I think that affected him in overtime for sure. But to have the one-two punch, to have McDavid on one line uh, and, and Dreisaitl on the other uh, is something that every team now has to work against. And uh, the Winnipeg Jets have just about almost the same amount of offensive power when you consider how good Shifley, Wheeler, Line and those guys are. And Nick Ehlers, who's red hot. Yeah, he's playing well as well. Should be a, a great game. John, we appreciate your time. I know you'll be on the City Ford Faceoff show tonight, so uh, uh, we'll uh, talk, uh, talk Dan and Reed will be joining you as well, okay? Okay, Bob. That is John Shannon, our NHL uh Insider at 154 in Edmonton uh, Sportsnet, NHL Hockey and Rogers. Uh, after monitoring, this is from Rogers Hometown Hockey. After monitoring the risks around uh, COVID-19, uh, they've made the difficult decision to cancel their three remaining hometown hockey festival stops, one of which was scheduled for Edmonton here in Ice District at Rogers Place. Again, We've got a game tonight. It's a big one. The Oilers and the Jets. Connor McDavid back. Edmonton with the one-two punch. Yesterday, Joe Haggerty hacks with Hags were the top centers in the National Hockey League. Dreisaitl came second to McDavid. It's the guy in Boston saying Edmonton's got the two best centers in the NHL. Uh, we uh, will have the pregame show for you tonight at 5.30. Craig Simpson will be joining Reed Wilkins at 5.35 in Oilers Town tomorrow. Or on uh, the City Ford Faceoff Show, 7 o'clock, buck drop with Jack Michaels, myself, Rob Brown, and Reed Wilkins. Tomorrow, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. And for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke. Great guest every Thursday on Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. She'll have more on the coronavirus, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.